Welcome to the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. I'm Scott Ramage, and I'm joined today with my host, Josh Price. Hello. Hey, today we have the pleasure of talking with Brian Strump. Brian has been married to his wife, Lisa, for 13 years. They reside in South Carolina, where they own a private chiropractic practice and a CrossFit gym. Brian has an eight-year-old daughter, Lila. Brian spends most of his time running his doctor's office at, and the gym, in addition to mentoring entrepreneurs with Two Brain Business. He recently finished homeschooling his daughter for the last 11 weeks. I love that, Brian. I think we all have a little experience with that. Welcome to the show, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so uh, let's let's talk right there about homeschooling. Uh, how was that experience for you? Um, it's pretty wild. You know, uh, typically I go to him. My, my wife and I each own our own businesses, so I take my daughter, either one of us takes our daughter to school every morning, she takes the bus home, and, you know, uh, just kind of out of daily routine for the last three or four years since she was in kindergarten. And, uh, you know, with this pandemic, you know, uh, when they shut schools down, I think March, March 23rd, I think it was that Monday when she didn't have classes or maybe a couple of days before. Uh, you know, the first week was like, oh, we don't want to prepare. So we just kind of like hung out and did some stuff. And then uh, they gave us these options. It was really wild. They gave us these options of, um, you know, low tech, mid tech or high tech. Oh, wow. And uh, most people that know me know that I'm pretty low tech. Low tech for, third, for second grade was drive by the school, pick up a packet and, uh, you get homework and then return it the next week and we'll get another one. And this was at the very beginning, you know, and they thought this wasn't going to last so long. So I was like, oh, I ordered a Lila Chromebook. I was like, I didn't know. Okay. So we asked for a laptop for a while and I'm like, all right, well, I didn't know what that was. Chromebook thing comes in. I get this high tech homework and she's like, dad, I need to make a Google slideshow. I was like, oh, excuse me. Well, all right. I guess we're not doing that today. You know, and then um, it was interesting. You know, she, she, she would get homework every day, reading, writing. And the problem with second graders is they just start to learn the home keys of the keyboard. So it makes, um, you know, reading and then writing what you wrote with a pencil still fairly difficult, but typing it with one finger, taking you 15 minutes to find the Q and the P and the M on a keyboard is, I couldn't, I mean, I, there were definitely days I was like, listen, while you write this out in your pencils and I'll type it for you. This is just shouldn't be three hours of work right here of like typing five sentences. So it was good. You know, we did a couple of science projects, um, made the old, you know, the volcano. We um, learned about pollution. I got a lot of people sending me notes that they enjoyed my my uh, Facebook posts about homeschooling Lila. And, um, you know, I, I don't really kind of like, with the exception of Santa Claus, I think she knows the Easter Bunny's fake right now. With the exception of Santa Claus, you know, I'm, I, we're, we have pretty real conversations about like who God is, where dead people go, and wh- wh- whatever you believe, right? But like, you know, we, we, um, we, 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 we did have a lot of fun. Eventually, my wife gave us a schedule to stick to, which was much more helpful. Um, you know, we did start you know, as a kid. I don't know about you guys, but I, I never really did Legos as a kid. And um, her birthday is uh, it was in February, and we had like a, a Lego set, and we just started building these Legos. And then we ended up taking like our entire dining room table, and we have like a Lego community. And then I was getting bored of kind of the traditional kitty Lego, so I was like, oh, I don't know. So I bought it for us. Um, 
I think somebody bought it for her birthday, like the pa- like Paris, like the architecture ones. Oh, very cool. So like, it's so like me and her started, um, oh, um, I think it was London. So me and her started doing it. I was like, oh, like every day as part of like our building or art, we would do the Legos. And then, the, and then she's like, oh, that was really fun. So I was like, right, I put some too. Like either, either I would find a piece that she would put together or she would find the piece that I would put together. And then 400 or $500 later, I've got uh, San Francisco, Shanghai, um, Dubai, uh, London, and um, my, my birthday was May 20th. So my brother sends me this thing. He's like, what Lego set do you want? I was like, you know, like I thought I was over it. So now we've got like Hogwarts coming, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh so it's, it's a, like, like that was a really fun a fun time you know i'm assuming she learned some stuff you know every once in a while i would had to videotape her and send some stuff to school just a really interesting time I, me and my my wife would get off of work and my wife would leave for work at eight and then come back at around six so it'd be like us all day sometimes we'd go in the hot tub sometimes she'd ride bikes every day we'd at least get out for an hour and do something i'd kind of bribe her with with oreos to go on a hike and um she definitely got to hear a lot of it, I, I don't know, like sometimes I'll curse often, but usually I think I, in a, like, I put my words in a good spot. So it's not just like saying, you know, curse words for the sake of saying them, but like, I think if it, if it fits a good spot, so she, you know, she kind of, I would I recognize that with her and she kind of probably grew up a little bit, saw a little bit more of me than she would want to then, you know? Um, and it was odd, you know, I, I, was, I was reminded of like that CNN guy where his little kid ran in when he was on the, on the news, you know, so it's like, I, you know, ten weeks. Something. So maybe let's say sixty to eighty hours worth of worth of Zoom calls, if not more. Not just you know, besides just like other Zoom calls with your patients or something else. And a lot of my daughters come in, Daddy, I can help you with homework or whatever. You no, know, it was just a wild, wild time. And my wife would come in sometimes. She like, Wow, have you read yet? If you don't read, you're not going to put on the television or turn on your computer for the rest of the day. I was like, Whoa, 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 whoa. I think I need to make that rule. Yeah. You no, know, because like there is no way that she is not turning on the TV or putting on the computer in the next nine hours. You know, um, so it's fun. We had a good time. I think she, you know, I know, I know my wife not, didn't feel bad, but like missed that time that like once in a lifetime, essentially, that I'm going to have 10 weeks. I'm not needing to do anything you know, really like going up and getting anywhere. And it wasn't even like summer because like summer, I still have, you know, you still have work and things to do. And the fact that things weren't, weren't opened, you know, we had to kind of get more creative. It wasn't like I could just throw or something, you know, put her somewhere or send her somewhere. Uh, so that was fun. About halfway through, I signed her up for a coding, uh, computer coding class, Wow. which essentially like literally bought myself an hour, two days a week, um, like Mondays and Wednesdays. And, but she, she, she loved it. Like, she loved it every time she speaks to like grandma, Oh, grandpa, cousin, she goes, oh, let me tell you about my cousins. I made a game and she's making like fruit ninja. And it's like, and it started at like hit the cat with the mouse, right. you know, and now it's like bigger and bigger and bigger things. And I think once she gets to like a next level, a couple more levels, she could do like Minecraft and Roblox and stuff. So she's super excited. It's kind of motivated her to um, like learn to like work with work on reading and work on typing because those are the two skills that they say that you need to have. So that was a super good um, find that, that they had. That and she was kind of asking about wanting to do that. Um, we'll keep with that. That was fun, and uh, you know, we just kind of had we just we just had 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 some fun with it the best we could. What was the uh, program called? It's through this company called Next Level um, or Next Level Academy or something. I'd imagine it could it, it could be w- w- wherever they're located because it it was Zoom. It, it's a Zoom call, but I I think like they had like um, different camps that we probably signed up for. So I guess I was on an email list, and I just kind of like opened it and I was like. Oh, it's like $20 a week. And it's like her and, you know, 
four other boys and then like one guy that's like heading it and they kind of go into these videos and the videos tell them what to do and everybody's on different levels um and then like every five minutes like the head guy would come around and be like hey lila let's you know share your screen on unmute share your screen and unmute your mic and then they would kind of talk through any problems um at the very beginning she would need me a lot you know and it's like i'm I'm not gonna help you i don't know you know like you watch the video to tell you what to do um and then yeah you know we'll we'll play the game yeah so she's uh that's been that's been really cool to have her kind of do that and um towards the end we started slacking off a little bit you know it's like she's like you know after she's like oh did you get your work done do this and we 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 got a couple of other extra workbooks you know for like second grade stuff or grammar or math or whatever and um some days was like you know what if i felt like she was just like that i ain't doing this stuff all right well we've got nine more hours before mom comes home so we better find something to do we better make it a good day yeah yeah I'm not fight. I'm not fighting with you. Like I'm not locking you in your room. I'm not fighting with you over this. It's like you know, we had a pretty good week. Let's you know. Was, I, I I think it would be crazy. And I and I, I realize how fortunate we were that like I was able to do that and think about a lot of like the people that either had to work from home and legit had to work from home hours or on calls or had calls where like the kid coming in there would have gotten them fired. You know, um, at the very very beginning, a couple of days a week, I would we, we would pay the babysitter. And then when we realized this was going to be like longer, I was like, all right, we got to like, I'm not just paying like 60 bucks a day to yeah, that's, not do anything. Yeah. That's been our life. We, uh, yeah. you know, we, both of us are working, me and Kelly, right. um, you know, and uh, we started with our nanny, right. And then uh, the order got put out here that we couldn't keep our nanny. Like if yeah. we took him somewhere, that was okay, but we couldn't have our nanny for, yeah. for whatever reason. So all of a sudden for three weeks, uh, we didn't have her. And uh, first week it was kind of okay. But then after that, man, he was, uh, he's such a mama's boy. He was in there every single day, <laughs> eight times an hour, just messing with her and everything else. And um, yeah, it, it was so funny. Cause we, of course, the first week we're like, Hey, maybe we don't need a nanny. But, you know, this isn't so bad. And by the end we were like, Oh my God, I can't wait. So she comes back. Yeah. The yeah. Gets a raise. Uh, yeah. Parents were learned all new skills. I mean, Brian, obviously you did. And I, I just want to commend you for stepping into childhood and, and experiencing what the rest of us have lived our whole lives um, knowing is the awesomeness of Legos. Yeah. But I know. Yeah. It's like it took it took a pandemic for you to yeah. for you to experience Legos. So hey, it's, and it's funny. I don't know if you can see, but you see that right there. Yeah. My birthday gift was like the uh-huh. like the message in a bottle with the boat and whatever. Her and my wife put it together and that was my birthday gift. So uh, I I uh just just a little warning for both of you guys as a as a father of teenage boys. Um I made this great idea like you guys have like thousands of dollars of Legos. Why don't you put them for sale? Well, unbeknownst to me, none of them were built anymore. And so I had this idea of putting them all out and building them. Well, like two months later, I go upstairs and it's like just a nightmare. There's like two finished Legos, probably like literally $5,000 worth of Lego sets, Star Wars sets in there. And I'm like, you guys have so much potential here. And I eventually sat down and organized and built some of those. But I'm, I'm just telling you, keep the sets together keep the instructions and keep the boxes because you can make a killing later on. But if you don't do that, you're, you're in Lego hell. Last night was the first time that I ever, I think the last time we were doing them, she was, maybe she had something else on her mind. And I was like, Oh, let's just finish up San Francisco. And she was just like, for the first time, like fumbling the stuff and doing all stuff. Like I would recheck the work. And I was like, are you looking at this? See, 
patient, you know? So I, I was like, listen, I was like, I'm going to do, and they started getting more difficult. Like it wasn't like kitty stuff anymore. So I was like, oh, you know, you guys are going to go to bed. I was like, I'm going to, uh, the first time I finished, it, all I had left was the bridge. So, so we finished the bridge. And I was like, you know what? I was like, someone tells us to do puzzles, you know, like that's calming. And if I need something to like, I just sat down at the table, everybody was sleeping. And I was like, put, I was like, I could feel like that could be like a super calming. Eventually I probably want to throw it against the wall, but um, at least it's at the beginning, like a, instead of a puzzle, and when I'm tired of reading, I just want to like space out where it's too, I, feel, I found it too difficult to have anything else going on in my brain to think <laughs> about because especially when I'm, when I'm not creating it myself and I'm following it, the instructions, I don't think I would enjoy a bunch of Legos that says, hey, Brian, what are you going to make now? Like that wouldn't excite me. Yeah. But like me creating something was, 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 was work and I felt like my head working, but I also felt like nothing else was rattling around in my brain, work, life, whatever. Sounds like okay. I did um recently did the DB9 Aston Martin and okay. that one was not that enjoyable because every single piece is uh gray or black. Yeah. And it was super, super tough. It was not just a nice build. Right. I can't tell you how many times I took it apart, had to fix something that was just a little off, and then um I recently bought the Land Rover uh okay. Defender. Yeah, uh, the Technic one. Ooh, man. I've almost got just the engine built and it's you know it's a working engine right you know, like oh wow and everything and yeah i'm i'm kind of with you i'm like you know what i thought it'd be cool to take this on as a big project but all i really want to do is hogwarts <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so when, when when i said hogwarts and then i put it in and then i kind of cool it's like holy shit like five thousand pieces i was like i'm gonna my 50th birthday you're gonna ask me if i'm done with this thing right <laughs> you know but i was like it'll be fun we'll have to find a place to put it and then i was and at least those like the architecture ones or the cars i like at least like those like pretty amazing like you think that you know so, so, so they look pretty neat so, like those i would take together i would keep together but like the little three-story three-in-one things for for, for lila it's like she don't care. Like eventually it'll it'll go to to her cousins or something. But I but but I liked how like the architectural ones um, looked. So yeah. So that was yes. Yeah, so that was you know homeschool was great. I didn't. Um, every once in a while I would I would just check in and be like you know are you are you cool? Well, everything like are you are you worried about anything? Because we didn't you know we were never like full on panic mode. She knew that like well dad's home for some reason. Mom's working her ass off for some reason. Like what's I'm not going to school. Like she, she's smart enough to know that something's wrong, you know? And, um, you know, fortunately we didn't have anybody that like got, that, that like died, you know, from the virus. So we didn't have to like explain anything like that. So I don't think she was ever, there's a point that she was like, Oh, I'm scared. I don't want, you know, we, I, I had some relatives like that, that, that got it back in New York. So she knew that they were sick, but not like something that we were talking about regularly, like so concerned about, you know, how they were going to recover. Um, and uh, so just want to like check in on her, because I guess I, I would I would always think back to like the stories you probably hear your parents say of like hiding under your desks when like, you have know, like bomb attacks and different things like that. Like, that's probably pretty traumatic for a kid to have to deal with at school, you know? Um, or like she was telling us about these active shooter things that they're doing. Like, that was nothing that I never, ever, ever ever had to deal with probably any of us on this call in yeah tornado so like, drills yeah yeah right so i was like just make <laughs> so i was like you know just making sure that she was like cool and all right you know and wasn't having nightmares about different things so it was uh it was it was it was, it was a fun experience and, and uh while i while i say i wouldn't want to do it again i'd probably be happy to do it again
yeah, I think yeah. there was a lot of good that came out of it. I know it was, it was a little bit of a, a whirlwind for many of us. Teaching, be, being thrown into the teaching role was extraordinarily difficult for most parents. Uh, I know that I have kids that mostly could, you know, do things themselves, but it was still extremely stressful. And so you have a daughter um, and you're forced to be home all day. So, um, you know, tell us what I, Josh and I both just have boys. Like Josh, mm-hmm. has a boy, I have two boys. So um, do you wish you had a boy that you could, you know, play baseball with and, and wrestle with or you know, kind of walk us through. Yeah, I think that's right. I think we touched on when we first talked that like when, when we were, when we knew we were having a baby. It's like, I don't really care what I had. You know, I played sports growing up and it's like, okay, maybe my son would play sports too. But it's like, I guess girls play sports too. You know, I was like, um, and when we had the girl at the second, it was like, when we suddenly found out that it was a girl, I was like, all right, like I, I, I think I told you, like I kind of, I kind of thought it was going to be a girl. My mom's all sisters. I've got, you know, most of my cousins are, are girls. She's like, it's probably going to be a girl. I don't, I don't care either way. And it was a girl. And then when she was born, I was like, I'm sure it's the same when any, when you have a child that's born, right? And then it was a daughter. And I was like, oh man, the rest of my life, I have to worry about this. I'm sure I'd worry about my son too. Yeah. But at some point, you could probably defend himself better than a 17-year-old girl could. Maybe. I'm sure there's girls that are like fantastic jujitsu girls, but like on average, Right, the average seventeen-year-old boy is gonna not have a problem with the average seventeen-year-old uh, boy, whatever. So, um, yeah, and you know, she she was always pretty rambunctious and like not not she's not she's not a tomboy. Like she went through her her Disney phase and she went through her her wearing you know dresses and fashion and different things. But I you know like all of her Barbies are gone. Like she doesn't have Barbie. Like, She's she's not a super girly girl, you know. She played soccer. She goes we would, we would go rock climbing together. Um, she did a couple of di- different dance things. She's been saying she wants to play basketball. I'm not really sure where that came from. So maybe eventually we'll get her to play some basketball, you know. And, we'll, and she's taken some tennis and golf and d- done different things. But I don't, with the exception of like me wrestling her, like you know, I help coach a soccer team. I don't. I, I'd imagine like the, the biggest difference is going to be like the emotional probably connection and how you'd feel in the future. Like as this person gets older, I think I'd be less nervous assuming when my 18 year old son was like, dad, I'm going to college. I'm like, Oh my God, you're going to have so much fun. It's going to be so great. And then when I was like, dad, I think I'm going to go to college. I'm like, Oh no, I don't, not too far away. Right. You know, <laughs> um, just be careful. And you know, boys, boys are bad and don't do drugs or drink. And you know, or I, I, I just, Feel like that conversation would be totally different with a, with 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 a, with a boy versus a girl. Not that not that you guys don't care about your sons, right? We agree that that's not the case. Right. With just something different, yeah. and I have no idea. I don't have any other. Like I have a brother. I've got some stepsisters and half sisters and brothers and stuff like that. But none of them that like they you know never when they were so small and now kind of yeah i mean do you think about raising her in those teen years do you get scared do you feel prepared i mean no i mean i'm definitely not prepared <laughs> right um do you practice cleaning a gun so that when she yeah you know it's funny I, I you know i never really thought about having a gun until i had a daughter for sure you know uh, it was never really a thought of like oh i'll just keep a gun somewhere or i need a gun or i want a gun or my rights or whatever what have you um but yeah, now, because even like it was just me and my wife, I was like, okay, like she's, she's an adult. She's pretty strong. I was like, like if we were home and somebody came in, we could probably figure, maybe figure it out, you know, sh- short of having a gun. But now I got this little girl involved and 
well, I'd kill you if I needed to. You know, it's like, what, what are you gonna do, right? And and now it's like, I think the biggest thing, I don't know if this is sound bad, but like most of the kids that you see like end up either like getting in, you know, getting in bad trouble with like guns or prostitution or those things that like you really don't want, not, I, 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 like drugs, prostitution, like something, something like that, that you really are like, I don't want my daughter to end up like this. Like almost every single one of them, I would imagine ninety percent of them are like, "Well, when I grew up, didn't have a dad, my parents did drugs, I had a broken home, my dad was an alcoholic." And like, all right, well, easy enough. I guess we gotta figure this shit out, you know? Because don't do drugs. Yeah, don't be an alcoholic. Yeah, don't and like don't and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 I like, don't and like don't let her see. Right. So like a lot of how we we act is like um you know. The school thing didn't bring us any closer. Like we were already close. I think people will see when they see us interacting. Like, okay, they have a have a good relationship. So it didn't bring us any. And it didn't bring us any closeness. It just kind of gave, gave us more time. But um, I think part of the things that I think about as raising a daughter versus probably a son is like I need to show her. I, I need her to be like self reliant and not relying on anybody else. You know, financially taking care of herself, a job, w- whatever. Um, and I need her to understand like what a relationship should look like and how like you should be treated. So when she gets older, she's like, should be able to pick out like the guy that's so, she shouldn't be around. Right. So saying that, um, you know, the the very best way for at least what I've heard from what I call legacy fathers or fathers who've raised kids that are now adults and they're successful. What I heard uh, repeatedly was they need to see the love. The father needs to love the wife in a way that when the daughter sees a man actually knows what to expect. So, you know, practicing that in your own marriage is how you model the type of man that she's going to be attracted to. Right. Well, yeah, that's, I think that's, that certainly goes a long way. And then how you treat her, how she sees you treat whoever. And then I think just like letting her, you know, um, it's pretty wild when I moved. I remember like growing up in New York as a kid, there were no, there was no stay at home moms. You were a stay at home mom. If you had like, if you lived in like a $5 million house, Nobody was staying at home. And I moved down south and like everybody stayed at home mom, you know? And I remember meeting people at chiropractic school and like I was in my in my twenties and they're like, oh, I just want to get married and just like be a wife. And I was like, that blew my mind. Nothing against that being a goal, right? But um and I hate to say like that's not what I want my daughter to kind of say, right? Because like I mean it's her life, whatever, you know. But um it's like I want you to be able to like and, and maybe this sounds bad, I want her to be able to have goals and be driven to kind of follow something. And I guess if that's staying at home with your kids and doing what you need for your husband as your stay-at-home wife, so be it, you know, but like, that's not what I'm trying to raise. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is interesting. You know, when I, I'm from Texas, right. And, um, most women go to college in Texas was women I knew to get a husband. Like that's why they were there. And it was like, well, if I don't find a husband, I got a college degree, I guess. Right. Then, um, my own sister, you know, readily admits, 
her goals in life were to get married and have kids. Yeah. So to me, that was very, you know, I was like, okay, well it fits and everything. But at the time I was in DC. So now I'm surrounded by career women. I'm surrounded by this totally different. So when I'm looking back at my sister, I was like, I I don't get it anymore. Like I kind of forgot about that. Like even my own wife, you know, um, career woman, very driven, um, you know, uh, high ranking in the government, you know, so I've seen both worlds and it is very different very very interesting so that brought me back to when you said i want to teach your self-reliance and anything like that so are there um principles or anything like you're you're trying to instill in that yeah i think you know she's while we don't pay her uh allowance for stuff because like was tracking all these things that she wants to be able to do. She's like, I clean my room. I was like, your room's been clean for three days. Like, I'm not paying you every day that your room stays clean. You know, so it's like, you know, so, so, so like money wise, I think is important. You know, I've known a lot of people who get married and one of them and like the husband makes the money, runs the money, dies, and the wife's like, oh, I don't know how to pay the phone bill. The phone got shut. Like, what in the world? You know? Um, so, 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 so I want them to, so I want her to understand that. So she has money, you know, she knows where money goes into, into different accounts for her for when she gets older and everyone. So she goes, yeah, do I have like a thousand dollars? So listen, like that doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. But like she has a little wallet in, in, in my wife's, uh, you know, dresser where birthday money will go in there and like half of it will go into a bank account and half will go in there. So she knows, she understands like saving and spending and kind of how that works. Um, you know, my wife and I both have our own businesses. So I think just like seeing how hard we work, um, but still like make time for, for everything is, is important. So she, and she's, she'll say like, I just, I want to be a boss when I get older. I was like, well, you know, don't say that to too many people, but uh, <laughs> you know, um, and I think she already takes on a lot of the, the traits that we have from just like, you know, strong, headed this is how we want to do it this is when we're going to do it and this is how these are like these are expectations that we have and we have these high expectations of not just our daughter but like of other people and and she 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 kind of sees that so i think that i I think that plays a role um we started a little company for her she wanted like these dream we these like dream catcher she was she would wake up all the time when she was little and like run into our room with, with, with a nightmare. So like we got her this little dream catcher bracelet and like, you know, like magic it, um, stop the dreams. So we would talk to her about like opening her own company and like starting something and like going. So a couple of times we like bought a ton of them off of Amazon, you know, maybe like a hundred bracelets for a hundred bucks. And I was like, listen, something my wife, I've made a little pamphlet and wrote a little story that Lila helped with. And when my wife would go to some of these shows for her, she runs. Uh, she, she'll deliver um, organic produce to, to 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 people. So she might go to like a farmers market just to not to sell the produce, but really just to kind of let people know that she's available. A yep. um, couple of times we'd set up a, a a table for her, and she would sit down with her with her bracelets, and I would just kind of sit there and watch her, and be like, okay, now you got to give her change. She'd have a little thing with like I'll you know I'll give her like fifty singles for her to like figure stuff out. Um, so I think she likes those kind of things, which which, which are good. We we try to, you know, not baby her too much. My wife will say, and probably, you know, probably true. Like, there's definitely some times that, so just like, Daddy, please, like, hey, whatever you want, you know. Um, where again, like, I feel like a son, I would have been like, eh, you know, tough it out. Do you feel like a little more of a pushover because you have a girl? I mean, not again, I don't have anything to compare it to, but I would imagine probably. Yeah. 
you know um but i, I think like the from for, for the financial thing um what she values with different people like she sees how we deal with our staff and she sees our staff all the time so i think just like seeing seeing that stuff will hopefully be important to her and I, and I really try to teach her at least from my perspective like real world skills like i i didn't grow up from like the school of hard knocks so to speak right like i was in the class white place on Long island but i want but like street smarts and those kind of things that i think we might fail to to uh teach the kids um i i really want her to understand those things like the stuff like being in school you know like i don't you don't need to get a all a's you have a bad test or you do different things but like lying is bad and here's why it's bad like i have and, and the one thing we, we, you know we're catching some logic but i knew that i wouldn't get in trouble if I did like I, I totally totally understand your logic of why you lie I, you know and you know sometimes people are going like I'm not saying like oh I never lied I was afraid of like she knows you know um but it's like just letting her know like how the real world also works like outside of the school system yeah. and how people actually are and that's why it's like I struggle sometimes when it's like, okay, you know, listen to the adults and be respectful of the adults. I was like, yeah, listen to some adults and be respectful for some adults. It's like, I don't need, I don't know where to start. You know, it's like, it's the, uh, I think that's the entrepreneur in us, man, the business owner in us. Like, we're like, most people are full of shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> most people are, I really shouldn't say this. Our, our audience is, is, yeah. you know, everybody and anybody, but, uh, but it's like, um, <sighs> I don't know. There's a difference. All A's is like, you're going to be the best employee. <laughs> right. Well, Those, Robert Kiyosaki wrote the book, you know, um, why your A student is working for my C or whatever. Yeah. You know? right. yeah. uh, and, and it's very, it's very true a lot of times, not always. Uh, but I love the um, the conversation about grades. I actually love that because it's more about the the effort and the um, focusing on the on the on doing the best that we can. Um, so I had an interview with a, a gentleman who raised two daughters, three daughters, excuse me. And a quote I posted in in the group very early on was, um, "I wanted them to be as equally comfort in a uh, evening gown as they were on a dusty baseball dugout bench." Um, what are your thoughts on on that? Yeah, I think that's fine. I don't. I. I she's like my you know, some days. Like I mean, she's comfortable wherever. Like wherever she like. Some days she's putting on a little thing for dancing on the on a hoop or dancing on the the silks or whatever. Another day she's just like jumping around. You know, she just kind of goes. She doesn't. She's she. Um, the, the teacher tells that she, she she sticks up for a lot of people. She was part of like 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 a no bully club because like she's she just doesn't take too many people's sh- shit. You know, because I guess like she sees like how her mom and dad react when we have to deal with that. Right. Um, you know, and, and every grade since kindergarten was like, listen, you know, poor that Lila behaves in class because like how she goes, the class goes. Like they're definitely like a, a leader of people. And I forget this one story. The teacher was like, yeah. And um, you know, after the test, Lila was just kind of like rolling around on the carpet. And I was like, oh, Lila, what are you rolling around the carpet for? And then people were throwing little pieces of paper at her, and and it was very distracting. Uh, very distracting. So I was like, oh. I never, I never heard that one before. So I came home and I was like, oh, you know, this you know, teacher said to me, I was like, why when you were done, did you, like, what were you, just, I just, I didn't want you to just kind of like roll around. And I was like, oh, yeah. So, and, and then it's like, listen, you know, I think what you just need to understand is 
that a lot of people look to you for um, for what they're supposed to do, you know. And uh, I understand it was fun in, in second grade, and everybody was laughing, you know. But um, next time I won't, you know, I was like, I don't know what this, you know. And and every teacher says the same thing at, at her meetings. She's like, you know, she's she's an above average student. She's really smart. I think she just kind of gets bored with stuff, but she'll be fine in the real world. I was like, yeah, but that's really all I care about because this is third grade. And as long as she knows which what, what how to add and subtract three digit numbers and what letters of vowels. You know, not not to downplay any of this education, but like like you said before, there's you know, that there there are there are different skills that you could get that you're are very difficult to learn in school. And I think the earlier you, you, you learn them, the better. I mean even now, like you think back to who the people were in high school and what they were doing now. And if you think back now with what you knew now, you could probably almost see all of these things happening. For sure. You know? For sure. Yeah. I particularly like it when the most popular girl is um, totally falling apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 <laughs> percent So let's let's end on this. So let hypothetical might not be by hypothetical but a dad is uh has raised a boy and now he has a girl coming what's a piece of advice that you would uh from your eight years of experience being a girl dad give give this guy one juicy nugget for some success they'd have to do some things differently yeah i don't think you could raise them the same i, I have a feeling like if you raised the same way that if i had a boy now and if I raise them the same, I'd probably be doing them in injustice at some in some way, shape, or form. I would think if I raised my son the same way, again, like loving and emotional, that stuff is going to be the same. But I think just like how you, like you just have to treat them differently and understand that, like you know, they're kids. I still give her some grace, and we and we laugh over the same things. And it's like, look, like you're eight, like none of this stuff. Even I'm I'm 42, and none of this stuff is too serious. I'm not going to take it too seriously as an eight year old. But I think like you you got to do something things differently raising boy and a girl and I think it's like it'll come back to like my my thinking of like I guess the same could be said about on, on, from, from, from the other extent of what I said at the beginning of like these girls end up in, in places where you wouldn't want your daughter to end up there's like they come from these broken homes I think the same could certainly be said for the majority of people in in prison or something like that you know it's like they I think if you if you look at it from, from that perspective the same way that I said oh I want to teach this guy how to I want to teach my daughter to see like how she should be treated by others i think the same needs to be said from like to to my son you know like that's that same thing i need i i, I you know treat him treat her like you want others to like treat her so she's um expecting that and not expecting that the expectation yeah yeah, yeah. um one last question unless you have one josh but uh off topic what's the best root book you've read in the last year mm. <laughs> yeah I, I totally threw you for a loop there now you know what's really good i i i I think off the top of my head, um, Shoe Dog. Yeah, that was up. Okay. I loved that book. I read that on a, on a plane ride to and from uh, Whistler in North Carolina. And uh, I thought the whole story was really, really, um, was was like, was great. It's kind of inspiring yeah. as an entrepreneur, like the, like the journey and the tra- troubles and the, the learning lessons. Like, it's like, yeah, even really huge successful people went through the same thing. Yeah, and I think that's why I liked it because like I'll read some like business leadership kind of books, right? And then I'll read some like James Patterson murder mystery. And But what I liked about Shudo was that it kind of came with the story mm-hmm. of, so it kind of gave you the story and it was, it was, it was almost more like an autobiography with 
with, with those same things than just like somebody writing a story of Phil Knight and, and Nike's thing and, and leaving out all of the like the actual story to kind of like paint, paint the picture of what was happening and all the different things that were going wrong. Yeah, that was that, that was, was it. that was a good one. Thanks yeah. for reminding me of how good that one was. Yeah. <laughs> I read it yeah. twice. Well, I listened to it, so you know, I don't know. If I don't listen. Right. Yeah, I don't. I'm not a book listener. You're not. Wow. So you you read yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll listen to a podcast, but I'm uh, better. I prefer to read. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I got another one, Antoine. Oh. No, I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll listen to podcasts, but I'm definitely a book, uh, read a book and uh, a podcast listener for a book or audio. I guess if I drove a lot, yeah. which I don't drive very far at all for, for work or anything, but I guess if I drove a lot, I would consider it. But, well, we'll accept that you, re- yeah. you actually read it. And we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll count that. Yeah, she doggles the door. Read the pages, dog ear them, and everything. Wow, wow, that's yeah. awesome. You should have a really big bookshelf behind you to show <laughs> everything you've read. Well, awesome. Thanks for being with us, Brian. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for joining us on the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast. If you like this episode, do us a favor and subscribe. If you are a man, do us a favor, hop on Facebook and join our group at Brotherhood of Fatherhood. If you are a woman and you have a man in your life who you want to have all this great information funneled to, and you're going to figure out a way to do that, follow us on Facebook at Brotherhood of Fatherhood, our business page, and you can sneak that stuff onto your husband's page as well. Uh, Thank you very much. 